0: Welcome to the Conscious Christian Conversations podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Kyleen. We are two spunky Christians with diverse backgrounds and life experiences who want to encourage each other and you listening to challenge your subconscious beliefs. Each episode, the two of us will be having a conversation around a specific topic that we may or may not have different
1: perspectives on. If you haven't already, please listen to episode one to learn what we are all about. Without
0: further ado, here is today's episode welcome everyone to another amazing episode of conscious christians conversations we're so excited to have you today we're gonna we're gonna do a hot topic today uh christianity and money or with the bible and money however we want to phrase that whatever title you want to use tanya but Mm. uh money 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 that's what we're talking about today so that's right we have a lot of um you know thoughts around this well i think we, meaning Chris, all Christians, <laughs> yeah, uh, you probably hear a lot about money, um, as you grow up in the church and different uh theological positions about tithing and you know, money is the root of all evil and it's evil to be rich, and we all have to give all of our just lots of different opinions. So, okay. let's break it down, Tanya. Let's talk about yeah. money. Yeah, is it, is it bad to be wealthy? Do we have to be poor? Yep. Or, you know, is it like the prosperity gospel where if you believe in Jesus, you will automatically be rich? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I do think that that is true, but maybe not rich in money.
0: Rich in <laughs> there other you go. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Good clarification. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, yes. Um, you have a wealth of the heart. And that's right. And love. Okay. So, all right, Tanya, talk about money. What do you, What are your initial thoughts here?
1: Yeah. Uh, money. Yes. Very complicated relationship with money. Um, this is something that I'm still working on, uh, because it is like we, we totally demonize money, but then going into entrepreneurship and running Mm. a business, you start to have to work on some of those beliefs around money and thoughts and, Why do we think money is bad to have? And then that really starts to open some interesting doors about what you truly believe and what your goals are. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of the work that I've done, um, I'll say it succinctly, and then we can kind of dive into it once you share your position. But for me personally, like that I realized was totally my idol. Like I was all about how can I make more money? How can I make my business very successful? And to me, success was by money. And over the last couple of years, I've come to realize, and I feel like we talked about this maybe last week, my idea of success, or maybe it was in my Bible study that I was sharing this, but my idea, like God has shown me that my idea of success is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And, um, so looking at it through the lens of what God has taught me and you know, how, how he views success is completely different than how we view success on earth, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't care about how financially wealthy you are. He doesn't care. He cares that you are full of love and peace and joy and that you are serving others and that you are furthering his word and you're working on your relationship with him. Like that is success. And that is not what my idea of success was. And it's in the process of transitioning, but of course that's a lot of work, right? There's a lot of regression that happens. And so I've really worked on trying to, um, just kind of embrace that, uh, that change in my idea of success and not have that include money because, yeah. um, yeah, because, so that's my okay. quick I'm going to
0: do a lot of singing today because, 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 because the one who I, what is that, he does. The wizard of, wizard, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we're saying reminds me of a song today. All right. Um, yeah. So you,
1: oh. Kylie, what are your thoughts around money? I'm sure you got- I
0: love money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So here's the reality. I have been poor. When I got um divorced from my first husband, we had, I think, two thousand dollars to our name. And so basically when I decided to move out of the house, I took a thousand dollars and that's what I had, you know. And um and I, I shouldn't even use the word poor. I I've been because that's not poor. That's like I didn't have a lot of money. I was not rich. We'll say that. Um. So I had a thousand dollars in my name. I took it, and and um. I have also been rich, and so I have um had a lot of money and I've had a little money. And um, one of the things this is not really. I have money issues when it comes comes to kind of what you're talking about entrepreneurship and like mm-hmm. kind of like thinking about it in that way, but in general terms, in, in, in terms of like life, broad, broad picture, it hasn't really had like a deep emotional hold on me. And that's something like, I'm really, I'm really glad of because, yeah. uh, you know, like with Patrick, I, I was always like, I don't really care if we live in a small house, like as long, like, I don't care if we live in a big house or small house. Like we lived in a really, really small house, um, for a long time with the three of us. And I was totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would it have been great to have some privacy? Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like a little, uh, but now we live in a really big house and it's really awesome, you know? And mm-hmm. so um, it just, it, life to me is so much not about money because what I've kind of found is like, it doesn't really matter. Like I, I enjoy having more, there's more comfort for sure. There's more flexibility for sure. I never want to diminish like the positive things that it can create in your life. But the reality is that if you're not happy with a little bit, you're not going to be happy with a lot. That's exactly right. If you're not happy in your relationship, when you have nothing, you're not going to be happy in your relationship when you have everything. And um, so that to me is kind of the, the mindset around life um, money can come and go, but the, the relationships you have and, um, the purpose and the work that you're doing and the impact you're having on the world, like that is like so much more important. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you're doing that, sometimes that means you make a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that's true. And
0: and that's okay. Like when you're impacting people and sometimes God uses that. So, um, in preparation for, uh, today I was kind of looking, I was like, what does the, bible sake, like i kind of know but like i mean i know what it says but let, let's actually look at it you know and yeah. pull it specifically out through this lens and then i started compilating i was like, oh okay so like this is repeated like you're really getting an idea when you
1: yep the theme Like I,
0: yeah like i think context is really important for sure and there's one passage that's kind of long that i want to read out loud because i think the context is really important and um when you're looking at all of the verses um all the time a little bit out of context um it's it's also serves a purpose because then you're seeing like this big picture of like okay what is the heart what is the like big message yes. in all of scripture that god's trying to get across here and so i saw um several things kind of coming out consistently one um was in uh proverbs and um you know parables and things like that um and it's basically you you need to work hard for your money yeah so you need to be diligent for it uh diligent worker you know you don't be um you know, seeking a bunch of handouts from other people, that sort of thing. Like the Mm -hmm. general intention is that if you're capable of working, you are working
1: or, and not even necessarily handouts from others, but expecting God to do the work. Right. Like from an standpoint, there has been, there was a period where it was like, I was just sitting back and being like, okay, God, I got everything built. I'm like, do call me to do take it away. And it's like crickets. It's like, hmm. and then, you know, I was like, what's going on? What am I doing wrong? And I wasn't working hard enough. Like right. I was just expecting it to happen. And that's just not the way that the world well, goes. And, you know,
0: that brings something up, like, as you're talking, this came to mind too. Um, so let's, let's talk about like um, being diligent for your income and, and money. Like what just popped into my mind right now was like a stay-at-home mom First mm-hmm. of all, I think that is a job. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right. Like yes. I I think that is work. So I'm just gonna throw that in there. That's absolutely technically have anything to do with what we're talking about, but it kind of does. Um so being diligent for what, what we are provided, I think that's kind of a big thing like we're we're responsible to to do what we can what we're capable of and then also just even thinking like with the stay-at-home moms and stuff living into our purpose if that's your calling that's your calling and the intention should be to do on earth what God has called us to do whatever mm-hmm. that is right um two is paying our debts so not living um a lifestyle that is constantly um you know intentionally flippantly living right. in debt managing, managing to be money well mm-hmm. managing money and being intentional about um paying it off as you're able and that sort of thing um <laughs> the other one was, um, I don't read the verse that goes with this, but, um, business and personal giving is different. So the idea of like, um, there are certain things that get set up in like the business world and selling things like land and houses and just things that you're doing in the community. That's a little different than how you engage with money with your family or, Mm -hmm. um, with people in your community and, um, that, you know, in your circle and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely focuses on giving back to God, which I think probably way too many pastors
1: (laughs) when it comes to diving. Um, So I want to talk about this. I want to spend a little bit of time on this because I think this is really important. Um, because there's like, you can feel guilty, and like, be like, oh, I have to tithe. Like I should be doing this and reluctantly part with your money to ch- at church. Mm-hmm. Like that used to be me because I knew I was supposed to, but it wasn't coming from a heart place of giving and wanting to give or thinking mm-hmm. this is God's money that I'm giving to him. This mm-hmm. was like, I have to do this. And I resented having to do it versus right. the way that our church does it. Now they don't ask anything. If you want to give, they have a donation box in front. They don't pass around anything. And I find myself wanting to provide for my church and like taking some of my earnings and giving it back to what they've done for me. So, And I give more now when I don't feel like I'm pressured into it than I ever did when they passed it around. So I think it's really important for people who feel obligated, like give yourself permission to hold back and not do it. And pray that you put your heart in the right place and that God moves and works with you on that so that then you can actually come from a place of wanting to do it. And I think that's where we need to get to, not the obligation part or like the mandatory. I think Catholic churches, like you have to give 10% tithing or you get kicked out of the church. Like at least that's how my aunt's church works and she's a Catholic. And I'm like, that's, that's not the spirit of what God wants for yeah. us. Like, you, you see
0: that coming. Like when you're looking at everything in all the verses, you're what you end up pulling at is like the primary thread is your heart around money. Like, it, isn't it like, always, with, isn't yeah, that always everything, everything single that. So like yeah. anything that we're talking about loans or, or debt or working or giving or tithing or every single one has this thread that goes through it consistently throughout scripture. That is your heart around it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so tangent, since we're talking about tithing, so, um, with tithing too, I think we have this idea that like, Oh, it has to be 10%. It has to be that number and it has to mm-hmm. be to our church. Mm-hmm. And yes. it, just, it, it doesn't, It doesn't. So, uh, again, I've had a little, and I've had a lot. And so, you know, maybe when you have a little, you are giving exactly 10% and you are giving, um, or maybe less than that. Maybe you're giving 5%, you know, whatever, but, um, and you're giving it directly to your church because that's what you can do right now. And you feel like it's maybe it's not, you know, a, a really big number. And so that's what, you know, whatever that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, and let's say you have a lot, then you're branching out and you're saying, okay, there's this nonprofit over here and there's this, um, uh, charity over here. That's really moving this mission that I wholeheartedly believe in, and kind of going back to what you were talking about, like really being giving with, um, generously with a spirit of like, I want to do this. I'm happy to, to write this check and to support your mission. Because I feel honored
1: is, that God feel, has allowed yes. me to do this for, for yes, 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 totally.
0: Yeah. And so that heart hopefully is behind it, um, whether it is a little or a lot, um, but you know, kind of anywhere in there, it just changes how you can use it. There's no mm-hmm. necessarily like right or wrong, because when you have a lot, maybe it's more than 10% when you have a little, maybe it's a little less than 10%. Um, maybe no matter if you earn a lot or a little, you keep it exactly at 10%, but then you start splitting it between your church and all these different things. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it really depends. Um, But yeah, that is one of the principles is that we do give it back to God. And what I think that means when you're looking at everything is you're giving it back to further um, positive things that reflect well on him and um, that, you know, can move his kingdom forward. So, uh, you know, there's all sorts of different ways to do that. We don't have to list things out specifically, but there's a lot Mm -hmm. of different ways you can do that depending on like where you feel really, really good about putting your money. Yep. Um, and then the next one was exactly what we were just talking about. Don't prioritize anything over God. Don't make money an idol or a distraction. Yes. So like, I think anytime, anytime we are like obsessed with it mm-hmm. and, and we're obsessed with earning it or controlling it or, um, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Even if, even if it was like, well, look at my, look at how amazing I am. Cause I give it all away. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not, none of that is, is positive in the end. Right. Right. So, um, if we just have like this really unhealthy focus and obsession with it, like no matter what end of the spectrum that is, that's not going to be good.
1: And and there's a fine balance between that, that unhealthy obsession and trying to be a good steward. And that is something that I've struggled with because when I grew up, you know, money was tight for our family, but my mom did an excellent job to the point where it's like, I never knew that money was ever an issue for our family. But she instilled so heavily in me that you have to save you have to have to have to have to save. So then I became a miser with it. And it's like, Mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, you know, if we spend that hundred dollars over there, then we won't have that for the rainy day, you know, and so then it was trying to unlearn some of those you know, keep it more in balance. Trying to unlearn, and so this is like this can stem all the way back to childhood, and and it can oh, be 100%. just ingrained in you, and it can be hard yeah. to overcome those things. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we can all have different situations where we feel um, money insecurity. Right. Right. And the, and the reality is, and just kind of going from the opposite ends of the spectrum from like a little to a lot or whatever, um, anywhere in between, you can still have those fears. Your mm-hmm. bank account can increase. And if that yep. is a limiting decision that you have about because of an experience that you have had you are still going to be tight. Yes. I find that so that's like more on my outside of my personal and into my entrepreneurial life with my bank account like um with my business. I find like I really want to control that and like mm-hmm. not be super like right like yeah. so it's like it's different. It can even change depending on like what aspect of your life you're talking about. Your like, money shows up, right? Um
1: And that's been been something that he's really been working on my heart in is trying to let go of some of those money insecurities. And there was a point last year where I was praying and, you know, still working on my idea of success and had a pretty comfortable chunk in the business account. So I felt good, like no matter if business was slow or not slow, like it was good. And he's like, you are going to have to really rely on me and just have Try, you know, faith that I've, I'm going to take care of you because your bank account will come down to pretty much month to month, like zero balance. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, that's fine, whatever. Well, lo and behold, it did. And I started stressing out so much about it. Cause I'm like month to month, am I going to have to close this business down? And every month he provided just enough to cover the bills yeah. like every single month. And that happened for months on end and he's like every time i prayed about it he's like yep you just have to have trust like just just have faith and i mean that was just such a powerful hard but powerful like experience to really learn that you know it's okay to have some of those fears but we just have to learn to try to lay that at god's feet just constantly i'm constantly picking it up and remembering to lay it back down again but I mean, you know, and eventually you just start to really come to that point where it's like, it's okay that, you know, I don't have the money to cover my bills this month, because God will provide Mm -hmm. in one way or another. And that doesn't mean like he's going to necessarily magically conjure, you know, $1,000 to pay your credit card bill. But he can also give you the ability to figure it out yourself. Like, but you spend that time in prayer and those, those ideas come to you or, you know, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I don't want to use that as like, we were talking about like last week, the magic, like the magic cure that he'll just magically answering prayers. That's what we talked oh, about, about <laughs> last week. <laughs> there we go. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah. Um, So I don't think, you know, that's a dangerous place to look into like, oh, well, he'll totally cover my bills and I'm just not going to do anything about it on my own. Right. Well,
0: that goes back to number one, right? Like being diligent about working for it. And when we have the capability, like, like making the effort. Yeah. But He
1: can open those doors. We just have to be alert to when those doors are opening so that we walk through them as opposed to being like, oh, cool. Look at that door as we keep, you know, sitting or whatever we're doing.
0: Yeah, Um, the last two I have is um, in terms of principles around it is be a generous person and use your money to serve others. I think that's like a guiding, a guiding principle. And then yep. um not gaining our self-worth or our value from it. Yes. It's Temporary, it goes away. It doesn't, you know, it could come and go in our lifetime. Um, it certainly goes at the end of our lifetime. We don't take it with us. Right. Um, and so there is no, there is no intrinsic value or self-worth that is given to you because of that, you know, quote unquote status.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All. And I think I was reading in first Corinthians, the first chapter. Um, and you know, that's the the part where um, and I can't remember the exact verses. Um, but basically talking like God's ways are not our ways. And God chooses God's ways are foolish compared to man. and man's ways are foolish compared to god. and and he chooses, you know, the the not intelligent, the not wealthy to put to shame the intelligent and the wealthy right. And so it's like, it just kind of really struck me where the three main and in, in the study I was reading through like the three main ways that we take great pride in ourselves is our strength, our intelligence, and our wealth. And really all of those things belong to God, They're gifts that he's given us. And of course, like, you know, if you go to school and you work hard, like, yes, you can have that intelligence. So there is a piece where we earn it ourselves as well. But, you know, those are like, those are three big traps that we can get stuck in where we pride ourselves instead of giving that yeah. glory to, to God. And I think that's important to remember.
0: That's a really good point because thinking about my own issues around money, um, what would come up with my um, business is I sometimes will not feel valuable if I'm not having Income or new clients yeah. come in. Right. And so it's kind of t- attached that. Although I'm not sure it's necessarily about the money number as much as it is the transaction of someone choosing to work with me and saying, I find value in this transaction
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I'm willing to invest in that. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of, of both there, but that's an interesting thing that you, yeah. Cause you're, you're talking about your, um, intelligence and yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's, sometimes they're tied together the way yeah. we feel about it. Yeah. That's, tr- that's don't true. You feel like I'm smart enough to help you. Why would yeah, you, I mean know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I promise yeah. I can help you. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Do you, is it okay if I read first Timothy? Um, it is the whole thing. No, um, first yeah. Timothy. I was gonna say, no,
1: it's not okay for you to read the Bible to me.
0: This is the longest passage. The rest of them are like one verses, but this had like two or three verses about money in it. And it was all in the same passage, but I felt like the context was really important to read like where the verses come in. Cause this is where the whole money is the root of all evil comes in and all that kind mm-hmm, of
1: stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it's it's um, chapter six and it starts at verse 11. And then there's a little piece that I'm going to skip in the middle, just um, less applicable and too many verses in the middle. So <laughs> just to clarify. Uh, All right. So he says, teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and quarrels about words, which produce envy, dissension, slander evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmless desires harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of the faith. And this is where I skipped a couple verses over to verse 17 as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches but on god who richly provides us with everything to enjoy they are to do good to be rich in good works to be generous and ready to share thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life so i feel like the um money is the root of all evil verse always gets taken out of context because when you read that whole passage it's like it's the love of it actually it yeah, is like exactly. prioritizing this and making it like my goal and my worth and my value in life is to be rich because at the end he's even saying look there are rich people among you cool um if their heart is in the right place and they are um you know working in their community and they are focusing on using their money to help other people and they're doing good things and you know i think there's a lot that um it's kind of saying about uh, how you can use it and where your mind and your heart are. And it's like, hey, just remember like in modern times, the stock market is fleeting. So, you know, yeah. it can go up and it can go down tomorrow. You know, like don't put your hope in that, put your hope in God. And then then it almost doesn't matter.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I would totally agree because it is easy when you have more of it, it starts to become a bigger focus, right? Like I find that when things are going well and I have a lot, I find that I'm not as diligent about my prayer and reading the Bible. And it's like, you know, and and I think it kind of comes down to those struggles, like our hard times are what really bring us closer to God. And so I feel like when we have the, the plentiful times, a lot of times it's easy to get distracted by like all the shiny things. And we start to kind I of need wonder. Some new which,
0: today. <laughs> that's
1: right. And then suddenly the focus is about all the cool things that you can get or the trips that you can take. And then suddenly it's like, oh, look at all the people that are envying my new car. This is really cool. I want to feel like that again. And then suddenly it's like from being this humble, you know, godly person, suddenly you find yourself over here being this, you know, and I'm not saying that everybody with money does that, but I've found myself right, like having sure. pride in some of those brand new things that I bought with sure. when I you know was in plenty and you know I, I didn't realize it at the time but looking back it's like oh yeah, you know like I fell into that trap of starting to be excited about all the cool things that I could buy as opposed to how can I use this money to glorify God and to to move forward and um yeah it, it is just so insidious, you know it's mm-hmm. like you don't even notice that it's happening. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably some neurochemical stuff in there, like the dopamine heads that you oh, get. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, shopping well, and
0: yeah, uh, with Patrick's addiction, even um, money ended up being part of it. So um, mm. because it was a pay for a service, um, it ended mm. up being a complex addiction with money playing into the addiction, mm. spending, spending money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there is a dopamine hit there for sure. Yeah. Um Ecclesiastes 510. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Yeah. And that's so true, right? <laughs> so, like you, you, like you're you hear always, find out like who cares that your car? Okay, all right, fine, whatever. You can have a full cool car if you want to, but like, whatever. You know, yeah, like,
1: but I mean, look at all the people who you know they you- they win the lottery and then you end up finding out that they either blow through it all or they're they are just as miserable as they were before. And it's like that's not the solution, even though we think if we have more money, we're going to have less problems. When really, like, it's listen.
0: More- I will tell you the thing I like most about being comfortable financially. Is all of the supplements I can buy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all the essential oils and the, the balls and all the woo.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> right. Um, I I like what Psalm twenty four one had to say. Um, just really simple: the earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belong to the Lord. Like everything in it, like even money, belongs yeah. to God. You know, yeah. and so it's like, how are we going to use? You know, we I, I tend to think God is like nature. And then man-made stuff is man-made stuff, and but really, like it's his too, you know. And and are we consulting him in how we're spending his money? Mm-hmm. And up until very recently, I never did. And now mm-hmm. it's
0: cool oh, because an interesting idea, yeah,
1: yeah. So now as I pray about it, because there are times where I feel very led to donate to different organizations, but I feel called to do it. Like I don't. I have kind of a, a business. Um, my business tithing account, if you will, like ten percent goes in, no matter how lean or scarce or whatever. Like that's God's money, and I can't touch it. And He tells me, like, I'll pray can't about stuff. this. Can't touch this. Nah, 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 nah. You are. I, I, I
0: had to get it in there. <laughs> but,
1: um, but He, like, I'll pray about something, and He'll very clearly say no. But like, that's not mm-hmm. for you. And then, or He'll just pop it into my head, hey. You need to give this amount to this person, or to this organization, or to your church, mm-hmm. and so it's like if I stay open to it. Now he's telling me how I'm spending his money, and it's just really cool to feel like he's using me to gift other people with these finances that he's providing for them. Yeah, um, and it's just it's 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 really cool. It's a really yeah, cool thing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean, I think that goes into the whole idea that we hear a lot in society that um, rich people are evil. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no. No. It's, it's, there are so many
1: rich people that do so much good with their money. So much
0: good. And that's, that's the reality of it is that some people have a lot and, and don't really do anything with it. And could we question that? Yes. But it's not our money. But then, and it's not our life. Right. And it's not our heart and it, whatever.
1: And it's um, no place for us to judge either.
0: Right. And then there's yeah. a lot of people that have millions or billions or whatever, and they literally like create nonprofits and they fund mm-hmm. schools and they like create things that didn't exist before to actually help people. And then they donate significant like, millions of dollars at a time to um, help all of these things. And it's like, if that didn't exist and that mm-hmm. money wasn't there and people didn't have the ability to do that, what would we do? You know? So I right. think there is a huge um we have to be careful about that, you know, because yeah, yeah. there are th- the reality is there are really generous, um, rich people and there are really generous poor people and there yeah. are really stingy rich people and there are really stingy poor people. And so has yeah. I don't think it really has that much to do with how much money you have or Mm-mm. or what you do. I think it has more to do with like who you are as a person.
1: That heart. Yeah. Yeah. That heart yeah. behind it. Yep.
0: You want me to read through all the verses I wrote down?
1: Um, do you, are there any that stick out that would be, yeah,
0: well, it's not that many, honestly. Okay. So okay. Proverbs 13, 11, um, this is, this is actually, I think big kind of what we were just talking about. Um, it's talking about being honest and smart with your money. So Proverbs mm-hmm. 13, 11 says dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. So it's mm-hmm. like, just, you know, be honest about it. First of all, don't be gaining it by nefarious in nefarious ways mm-hmm. and, um, be intentional And, and it, by the way, it says, but whoever gathers little by little makes it grow. It doesn't then follow it on and say, at least I don't think so. In verse 12, I don't think it says, but that's a bad thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's okay. Like, and then there's the parable of the, of the, um, master who gave the three servants the money and they the one buried it. The one invested it, the one, you know, I can't Hmm. remember what the middle one did, but the guy that invested it was the one that, you know, biblically looking back, they were like, that's, that was smart. That was a smart decision. You actually like doubled or tripled the amount of um, money that I gave you. And that was looked at in that parable as like a really beneficial thing. So being wise with money and having it increase, um, you know, and not squandering it, like that was looked at as positive in that story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, Hebrews 13, five, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I think that again goes into the general contentment of the heart that Mm -hmm. we should have in life. Um, and it doesn't and mean that we're not actively working to like right. our situation if we can.
1: Right. But it also is like, there's that piece of just having faith that he's like, if you're walking in his call for you, he will provide what we need in order to continue that call. And we might not have the plenty and the cushion that we wish we had, but he provides month to month, mm-hmm. um, and he's shown that in my life over and over and over again. And I still need more of that because I still forget, We're, but
0: we are all learning, Tanya. I know. Isn't that just the fun part it's of life? So we just keep learning fun, like- fun lessons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to get rid of that so badly. And yet I still hold on to it. I don't understand.
0: I would really love to stop learning hard lessons. That would I know.
1: Be yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> One of the on. things that that I always like hold on to the the verses is Mark 12:17 when then Jesus told them give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Mm-hmm. And you know when the the Pharisees were talking about the taxes and should they pay taxes and stuff and you know it just it it money is a man-made construct and and again you can do good and you can do evil depending on and and you know the money is God's when we look at, you know, when we read the Psalm, it it seems like they could be kind of almost um, contradictory, right? Because the Psalm said that, you know, everything in the world belongs to God, including money. But then this one says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But I think that there's a designation for everything, right? And so basically, Jesus is like, you're under the rule of a government, you need to pay your taxes. Like, I think he's still helping to support um, that we should be law abiding citizens as long as it doesn't uh violate any any biblical uh values right and so right. Mm-hmm. but i always think about that when i get mad about having to pay all the taxes all the time especially right around now well actually this will be a, a couple months after uh, after tax season, but we're recording it right at like tax due time.
0: Yes, we are. And I just have well, to keep I meditating say, on that stress around money when it comes to taxes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So just, if that is you as well, around April 15th, just meditate on give to Caesar. What is Caesar's and give to God? What is God's? Right. And it I'm not too okay. stressed about
0: that. It's more like the process. But
1: see, that used to be me. I would be so freaking stressed about taxes because it was like, how much am I going to have to, it, it was yeah. more of the money thing. Like, how much am I going to have to owe? Are there any penalties? Did I screw up? So now I have to pay more than I should have had to pay. And now it's just like, you know, I'm trying my hardest to do do what I should. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I make an honest mistake. And when that does happen, I do have to pay the penalty. But again, that's all Caesars. And so I will give to him what belongs to him you know? And, and it's always been over the last two years as I've been really focusing on that around tax time because I know of that stress for myself. Uh, it's actually been a much easier process. And now my heart doesn't skip a beat. And like, I get that pit of my stomach whenever I get something from the IRS, it's just like, Oh, what does Caesar have to say for me today?
0: (laughs) We don't like it, but we will. Um, Exodus twenty two twenty five. 25. Uh, if you lend money to one of my people among you who is needy, do not treat it like a business deal charge, no interest. So I thought this yeah. was interesting because one, it is promoting the generosity of giving to those in need. Um, and two, it is clarifying that there is a business world side of things mm-hmm. and that, that does, it is okay for that Charging to run change. differently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But also what's interesting about that is he doesn't say like, Uh, like in other places he does say forgive the debts but it doesn't say that you have to not like expect the money back you just Mm -hmm. don't charge interest right so it's also okay to expect that the person that you lend money to to pay you back but if it's in a friendship needy capacity like don't charge them interest. Don't take advantage of it. So that also is kind of interesting to me that mm-hmm. you can have the part where it's like, you should forget their debts. And then you have the part where you can lend the money, but don't charge them interest. And then there's the part where you can lend the money and charge them interest. Cause this is an acknowledged business deal. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. There's yeah. so many nuances, even in the Bible about how we can use money.
0: Right. Yeah, no. And I think that probably, again, <laughs> we're going to uh, really harp on this. Um, I think that's, you know, if it's going to be situational like that, it's like right. ha- default towards having a generous heart whenever yeah. possible. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we're all going to find ourselves in various, uh, situations throughout life, where maybe that's a little bit we're more capable of doing that, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then other times, maybe we will need somebody to pay us back. Right. Um, yep. over time without interest or whatever. And then other right. times, maybe it's like, no, like I, I ha- I have enough to just give this to you without even asking for it back. Right. Yep. Um, So that can totally be situational based on who you're giving it to and what your situation is.
1: And I think that's so important too, because you know, how many friendships are ruined over, you know, a hundred bucks, like a roommate situation or something, you know? And it's like, well, what's more important, a hundred dollars or the, the I will say stuff like that.
0: I will say stuff like that is stressful. If money is involved with another human being that you are trying to be friends with, and there's some sort of like debt that you guys feel uncomfortable talking about. Yeah.
1: But see, and I think that's again, our own money thing comes from. And if we look at it from a certain, like I have a friend who borrowed, it was like 150 bucks from me or something like that. And she's a very close friend, but she also doesn't have a lot of money. And so she was going to pay me back. And then I asked her a couple of times about it. Oh, I'll try to do it at my next paycheck. But I knew that it just wasn't working for her. And I'm like, I value her too much to even bring it up. Like eventually I just stopped asking about it. And so it's and and I probably should be better at like forgetting it, because we're supposed to be forgetting all that stuff, right? But I don't hold it against her. Um, but it was definitely something where it was an understanding between us where 20 it's 20 like,
0: years from now, you guys are gonna sit down to a coffee and be like, do you remember? I remember Can I
1: have $550 <laughs> now? Maybe if, <laughs> if she was to lottery, for my coffee.
0: <laughs> Matthew six, one to four, be generous and don't tell everyone do it with a sincere heart, right? Like Mm -hmm. when we do these things, um, kind of like we were talking about in the beginning, whether it's to church or charities or nonprofits or, you know, whatever we're friends. Um, it's like, okay, well, you don't have to like post on Facebook. I donated $20,000 to so-and-so today, right? Like, or I donated to this or I donated to that. Like it's that whole preaching publicly about your it's virtue yes. signaling right yep. don't yep. don't be virtue signaling because and again that that comes really down to anything that. don't virtue signal true <laughs> no,
1: yes but i mean and again that comes back to like the heart where's your heart in this are you doing right. it for the acclamation and for your own you know pride or are you doing it truly for god and if you are then the glory should go to him in which case you should stay out of it
0: mm-hmm. um yes that was a longer one, and then I stopped at that first sentence. So I was just noticing that there's a whole other paragraph around that about basically not announcing your awesomeness. So we'll just pretend, <laughs> we'll just pretend I read that. But
1: she's just <laughs> summing up: don't announce your awesomeness to the well, world. I it should be saying, self-evident think, by the way you act, right?
0: I think the entire verse could be summed out, uh, summed up by saying, "Don't virtue signal."
1: Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. it. That'd be cool. that'd be nice if we could like like, I don't know, hire a plane and have that just fly around the United States (laughs) and then quote what what
0: social media would be dead. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, revelation three 17. Don't let money distract you from what's important. You say, I am rich. I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are a wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Mm -hmm. So don't let having riches in the world blind you from the reality that you need God.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, that is where my idea of success and God's idea of success were two totally different things. Now I'm starting to come around to his way of thinking, which is definitely not the way that the world in general sees success.
0: Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. So Proverbs 39 9 says, um, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. So again, it's just going into the the tithing. tithing right? yeah. um, and, you know, you have the the story of the woman with the two mites who she didn't have a lot. She had the two mites and that's what she gave. Um, so I think on it, like, it just goes back to the beginning of everything we were saying is like, there's a lot of different ways <clears throat> to use money. And it really doesn't matter from a biblical perspective, if you are just absolutely brilliant at making money and you're Mm -hmm. totally loaded. Um, If you have a generous heart and you, um, your heart is in the right place and you're using it to help other people and you have a generous spirit and all this kind of stuff. And, and maybe it allows you to do things in the world that nobody else can do. And God is giving you that platform for a purpose. Right. And it also, from a biblical perspective, it doesn't matter if you have a little bit of money and you are actively trying to make more of it, um, in a healthy way, um, you know, with the right perspective. Um, and so I think that just goes back to like, we are really, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's money, if it's talents, if it's like, whatever our life in general should be attempting to reflect positively and back towards God.
1: Right. And I think it's important to, to, to note that, you know, that's great. Somebody has a lot of money they do a lot of good things with it, or maybe they don't do well in this situation, they do a lot of good things with it, but it's also okay for them to spend a million dollars on that really fast car because they love cars, right? Like it's still okay for them to purchase material things for themselves as long as they still have that right heart place. So we can't, you know, and I think it's easy for us to kind of, and I think that's where some of the judgment around money comes in is like, well, look how selfish they are. They have like a hundred thousand dollar Rolex and, you know, dime. And- let's say someone has
0: $10 billion. They donate $9 billion. They're still a yeah, billion dollars. I know. And
1: that's like what 10% of their total worth that they are keeping yeah, exactly. for themselves. And that's okay.
0: There was actually a guy like that. It wasn't that high, but there is a, I, I have no idea who this was. Um, I can't remember his name or if he was a missionary or what his deal was. But he had committed to um, basically tithe 90% of his income and keep 10% wow, of it. And the, and the story that's like really awesome is his commitment to that actually, um, I don't want to say brought him wealth, but he, yeah, he got wealthier and wealthier and wealthier and continued to give this 90% and live off the 10%. And that 10% got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. Um, so again, we're not saying um, that's, you know, the guarantee when you have the right mindset that you're, you know, that's not what we're saying at all. Um, but there are so many examples of yeah. God blessing you in so many ways various different ways. And they may not always be financial, but, um, blessing you in so many different ways when your heart is in the right place.
1: Yeah. And I feel like too, like in my situation, you know, I don't know if he'll ever bless me with a ton of wealth, because if that is such a big temptation for me to steer away from him, like, I don't think he's going to tempt me with that because he's not going to give us more than what we can handle or something that's going to pull us away from him. So, you know, I think that there's, there's also that piece where it's like some people, they really don't care about the money. Like they just do what they do and they're good at it and that's fantastic. And then they do good things and he's going to continue to bless them with more and more because he knows that he's got them and there's no, like, that's not going to pull him away. So there's also that, because I think there's maybe some jealousy um, you know, why can't I be rich or why can't I make money like that? And it might be just because you can't handle it. And when I say you, I mean me, right? Like <laughs> I maybe can't handle having that kind of wealth because it might pull me away from my relationship with God, or at least until I'm stronger in it so that that's not going to be a temptation. You what know? I think
0: playing into that conversation too, is that everybody's definition of that word is going to be totally different.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Is it $50,000 a year? Is it $150,000 a year? Is it $500,000 a year? Is it $5 million a year?
1: Well, and now I'm starting to see like my definition of wealth is just how much love and happiness I have in my family. And, you know, it's starting to become, that's starting to become more my focus and um, the, the freedom I have to be with them as part of this job. Like there's my business allows me that kind of time freedom. So yeah, I could be making a ton more money if I were to be working in a clinic somewhere, but I don't want to, like I want to be there for my family and I'm starting to see how that all fits together in what I truly want and what God's blessing me with and recognizing it for what it is, as opposed to I'm a really sucky business person. Well, (laughs) maybe I am, or maybe he's got other plans and he's teaching me these lessons so that I can be prepared to do the work I'm supposed to be doing in the future.
0: maybe you are pouring in, at a level with the clientele that you have that you wouldn't be able to if your business was twice as big.
1: That's true. And I think about that too. Like I get to really get to know my people and I love that part
0: of it. Yeah. 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 Like the, yeah. It adds something very (coughs) special and it does. And yeah, that's really cool. So speaking of wealth, um, we did the, uh, baptism, uh, podcast cast episode yeah a couple weeks ago and um both or both all five all five of my nieces and nephews just got baptized last time <gasps> it was so cute oh, oh my God so, so I just thought it was so great because um Aaron came on here and talked about baptism and that episode aired I think the Wednesday or sorry the Monday before the Sunday that everybody got baptized <laughs> oh weird. So it was so funny because I so this is very <laughs> unique normally you don't have five children in the same family of various ages getting baptized all at the same time. And so, and, and they are very like integrated into this church. So everybody Mm. was incredibly excited about this. This was a big deal. This was a big surprise for everybody. And so pastor was like preaching on, on baptism that morning and all this kind of stuff. And I I turned around to Aaron and I was like, the real question, Aaron is, did pastor listen to the podcast? (laughs) Cause I did send it to him. And I think, uh, I think he said he he was working his way through it. So yeah, anyway, it, that was so great. So talking about wealth, you know, being there with five nieces and nephews, yeah. um, and amazing. my, my sister and my brother-in-law and my mom and my dad and my brother-in-law's mom and dad there, it was just, it was so cool. And my oldest niece is just turned eight. And my youngest nephew it was like 10, 10 days when this happened. So Aww. it was so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, congratulations to your family. That's so exciting. Yeah, it was awesome. Anything else about money, money, money?
1: I think we kind of covered the majority of it.
0: It's not bad in
1: and of itself.
0: This is a good episode. I like talking about this. I think, you know, it is, it is one of the things I think we have these preconceived notions about, or we grew up in a church that said something a certain way. And then I, like, honestly, it's a shame piece, right? Like, I think people feel really uncomfortable talking about money. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, we built this really beautiful house. Um, Patrick has worked really, really hard and his income has increased since we've been married. And um, we custom built a house and it's amazing. And I absolutely love it. And I, when I moved in, I was like, are people going to be like, oh, they have money? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, there is a lot of like discomfort that can come from wherever you are in life and the way you've been raised with it or, what you know, have whatever. it
1: or don't have it, depending on where you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or, and sometimes, like, Sometimes when you don't have a lot of money, um, you can have beliefs that are actually keeping you from earning more money because you associate it with being bad or evil or shameful, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, oh my gosh, there's so much wrapped up. There's probably, I don't know if it would be statistically like as high of a percentage, but I think there's probably almost as much unhealthy beliefs around money as there is around like purity culture and sexuality in the I church. could totally see that. I,
1: mean, I, think, <laughs> I think it is it's... a major source of stress yeah. and like discomfort and uh I think that there's so much self-identity in one regard or another wrapped up in money because that's how we function in society. Right. And yeah. so there's value attached to people based on how much money they appear or have or don't have or appear to have, you know? Yep. And I think that's where you know it starts to get really tricky is How do you not, not be showy with it, but then do you care if you're showy or is that your intention or does that the percept, I mean, it's just like, well, at some point who cares? So as long as your heart is good, what other, other people assign to your display, quote unquote display of wealth or not, like that's their issue with money, not yours, right? As long as your heart is in the right place, you're honoring God with it. You're allowed to enjoy what you have. Like that is a way of worshiping, you know, and thanksgiving to what God's given you.
0: Yeah. And I would just, you know, I find myself saying this a lot, um, doing what I do and working with the people that I work with and talking about what I talk about. And that is that a trigger is just a reflection of an unhealed wound. Yeah. Um. And so, if you're triggered about money, you know, (laughs) wherever you are on the spectrum, whatever that trigger is, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Then it's worth looking inward and be like, where did that belief come from, and why Mm -hmm. do I feel this way, and what am I basing that on? Because a lot of times it is, um, the story that you're telling yourself. It's not actual reality. Like, you know, a lot of times people are really happy for you, or you know, whatever. They're not actually judging you. You're judging yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to kind of look and be like, where is that coming from, and you know, do I really believe that this is true, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and working through that and processing it and getting a healthy relationship with money. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. Cool. Yay, Tanya. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our mission on this podcast is to probe topics within the Christian faith to ensure that what we believe is in alignment with scripture and that we understand why we believe what we do. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. Did this
0: topic challenge your belief? Did we give you a new perspective? Or did it solidify what you already knew to be true? Leave us a comment and tell us your thoughts. We can't wait to hear from you.